Social media and blogging have kind of almost become buzzwords in the world of marketing these days. But should you be on social media with your business? Should you be promoting your practice through blogging? Let's talk about that. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table. I'm your host, Candace Eisner. Hey guys, so this is definitely a question I get a lot from people or um, my friends and family will ask about this sort of thing. So, you know, they want to know if they should be doing things online in order to promote their businesses. Should they be blogging? Should they be on Instagram? Should they be on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Snapchat, etc, etc. I'm sure you can name many more social media platforms that I don't even know about. Um, But before we get into the topic proper, I want to just tackle a little bit about that whole should I part of the equation. Now, you guys may have tackled this yourself with your own clients. Do you ever have clients come to you and say, should I be doing my stretches? Should I be doing strengthening exercises? Should I be doing the home care you gave me? And you have to always assess where that's coming from. If it's coming from a genuine curiosity, like they're not 100% sure it's going to help them and they want some more information, that's one thing. You know, you should definitely address that and talk to them and tell them more about how it will help their condition or whatever's going on and why you've told them they should do the stretching or whatever it is in the first place, right? But if it's coming from a place where, you know, you, you tell them... You can tell that if you say, hey, here's many good reasons why you do why you should do it, and they respond with, I don't have time, or I don't feel like doing it, or it's not really my thing, I don't like it, then like, why are they even asking you? If they've already decided they're not going to do it, they shouldn't even bother asking. And when you ask other people, should I have a blog? Should I be on Instagram? Should I be on Facebook? If you've already decided you're not interested in doing that, then don't do it. That's what I tell my clients all the time. Like if just if if you don't have any interest whatsoever in doing it, there is no point in attempting it because it's just not going to work. You you have to be willing to put in the work and you have to be interested in it. So is is that clear? Can can we move on now? <laughs> All right, let let's talk about blogging this week and the next week we'll talk a little bit about the ins and outs of social media and maybe what platforms you might want to be on yourself. So, when you think about whether or not you should you know, do a blog for your business, you have to come back to that question of why. Why do you want to do it? Is it because you find blogging interesting and think you might have some useful things to share with your clients and anyone else who might read your blog like your mom? Thanks, mom. Is it because you like writing and think that might be a good way for you to reach out to potential clients? Or is it really just because you want to get more clients and that's the only motivation you have for it? See, here's the thing. If you Google, should I start a blog, you're going to get thousands of hits all telling you the myriad of reasons why you should be blogging. It'll help you build and reach your audience. It will build your brand. It will help your SEO. You will make money. Money will come shooting out of the computer and so on and so forth. But let's be real here. If you're blogging purely because you want more clients, more SEO and more money, you're probably going to fail before you ever really get started. The people who write successful blogs didn't start them with dollar signs in their eyes and the expectation that it will become a big income generator for their business, at least not right away. 
They started them because they had a topic they were passionate about and wanted to share that with the world. They hoped that the information they were sharing was useful to somebody. And, you know, the the whole idea of blogging and sharing in that way really came from their purpose, the reason why they started their career in the first place. The money came later. Blogging is not something that for most people is going to mean dollar signs right away. It's a long game. It's putting information out there to clients and slowly but surely people find your information, find out about you and become attracted to you and they call you and they book appointments. So if you're going to start blogging, don't do it for the metrics and the Google robots. Do it because you want to share things with your clients. Do it because it resonates with you and the whole reason you became an RMT in the first place. If it happens to help build your brand and bring you new clients or improves your SEO, well, those are awesome. And in fact, they will happen if you keep at it. But those should not be your primary goal. And like I just said a second ago, you know, realistically, blogging is something it takes time to build, not just building the content and for Google to find it and for clients to find the content or potential clients, but for you to get used to writing regularly, to, to build up, you know, your, your uh, writing abilities, uh, get into the flow of it. So... This is not a quick marketing method here. You can't just expect to start blogging and then, you know, the following week have months worth of book clients. It just doesn't work that way. So now that we've established what blogging can't do, let's talk about what it can do. A blog is a great way to show your credibility and educate people on everything you offer as a massage therapist. I'm sure you guys are well aware that a lot of people are a little bit confused about what it is that massage therapy really can offer. So here's some things that you can do with your blog that will really help uh, boost your credibility and boost your sort of your public presence, if you want to think of it that way. So the first thing is that it will help people understand what it is that you do and what you can treat. Um, Because God knows, you know, most people don't really know beyond sort of relaxation what massage therapy can treat. So you can blog about those things. Um, It helps show show people what makes your practice different from the other RMTs out there. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that's important. You need to show how you're different. You're not... All RMTs are not made the same. You have different skills and talents to offer people that other RMTs don't. So you can blog, you know, about those things that make you different. It also helps people start to feel comfortable with you. You know, being it, being an RMT, as you, go, as you know, people are mostly naked in front of you. Yes, they're draped properly, of course, but still, that can be a bit nerve-wracking, you know? The number of people who comment on, oh, I'm sorry I didn't shave my legs today, or, uh, you know, uh, I'm really nervous about you seeing the my mole on my back or whatever, just silly comments like that. And I say silly because... You're a healthcare provider. You you don't care. <laughs> it's fine, you know. I used to joke with patients, you know, you should see my legs right now and that kind of thing, you know, because that stuff doesn't matter. But before they even meet you, that stuff does matter to them. And they're going to feel sort of that discomfort and worry about, about what it's like going to see a massage therapist. So reading your writing gives them a feel for who you are and what you're about and it helps them feel more comfortable with you and the idea of going to get a treatment from you. So it'll make it that much more likely to break down some barriers and they'll actually call your clinic and book an appointment or email you or whatever. 
It also gives you an outlet for teaching things to clients, like stretches they can do at home or other self-care that you like to teach. You know, people appreciate that, um, appreciate having that extra material, even if they're not paying for it, you know. It's okay to have some free things available on your website. That's absolutely true. Um, it also helps you improve your writing skills, like I was saying a second ago, which often helps with your communication skills, believe it or not. If you explain things on your blog in a way that is easily digested with by people, it's going to help you figure out a way to explain them in person to your clients. Sometimes we forget that our clients are not healthcare providers and they don't have the same lingo that we do, right? No one wants to explain something to a client and have that client pretend they understand only to go home confused or like they start searching for words in a medical dictionary or they just feel stupid or anything like that, right? That's awful. No one wants that. So writing your blog can really help you learn to explain and practice explaining things in terms that anyone can understand or using metaphors that your clients will understand. And it also helps you relate to them better, too, because sometimes we get so into our heads, you know, diagnosing and, well, I realize you don't really diagnose, but pseudo-diagnose, you know, um, assessing. Um, but we get so into our heads in that healthcare mode that we sort of forget that, you know, hey, the, these are human beings we're relating to here. So, you know, sort of talk to them on a just a human-to-human level. Um, so, yeah, should you start a blog? Hopefully that's kind of clear to you now. If, you, if you're doing it because you like the idea of writing and sharing for your clients and it really resonates with you and your whole purpose for becoming a massage therapist in the first place, yeah, absolutely. You know, sign, sign yourself up. I, I am, I'd be, and in fact, send me a link to your blog. I'd love to read it. Um, but if you're just focused on your metrics and your SEO and the numbers game and you're worried about, you know, you know, oh, if I do this many blog posts, then surely I will get more bookings. Like, just don't bother, you know, because it's not going to give you the results you want quickly. And people can sense that in the writing. They can sense it being kind of like mechanical and salesy and looking for something so just you know just just don't do it do it because you authentically really want to do it not because some marketing and sales strategy thing told you that you should thank you so much for listening i really appreciate your time if you found this podcast interesting or helpful to you in some way, or if you found one of the other episodes helpful, I'd really appreciate it if you gave me a rating over on iTunes. Just load up iTunes, find my podcast, and click the stars to rate. Um, I'd appreciate it if you gave me five stars, but I totally understand if you feel that I'm not worth five stars. Um, that said, do pop me an email or find me on social media to let me know what I can do to improve the podcast. I would also really appreciate that. Also, if you want to leave me a written rating on iTunes, that would also be really great. Thanks so much, and I hope you guys are listening again next week. Take care. The music for this podcast is by Jason Shaw of audionautics.com and is used under a Creative Commons 3.0 license. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Jason.